0: All right, so hey, what's up, guys? On today's podcast, we have Eric Barnett, a local singer, uh, singer, goddamn it, singer, songwriter here in uh, the Low Country. He is originally an Ohioan. Uh, don't hold it against him. He comes in and talks a little bit about uh, his beginnings there in Ohio, how he transplanted to the Low Country, his love of music, songwriting. Uh, playing the trumpet, going to school for music, and uh, so many other things. So, have a listen. Enjoy this episode. All right, so we uh, are recording. All right. How's it going, man? It's
1: going good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going to go, we're going to dive right into this show, guys. Uh, We're going to, we don't normally do this, but we're going to open up a beer immediately because (laughs) Eric, Eric needs this beer. This is uh, Eric Barnett, by the way, uh, singer-songwriter here locally, I guess, West Ashley, right? That's where you're from? West Ashley, yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's some West Ashley stuff, uh, Somerville stuff, Charleston stuff. I don't know where else you go. We'll get into that and uh, see where else you go, but... You're not even getting, getting into a glass. I mean, this guy just needs- Oh no, I'm just, right into it. <laughs> you just need a beer immediately. I do, I do, I appreciate it. Here, ma'am. Oh, thank you, I appreciate you. You know, I work at a brew house, man. We gotta put everything in a glass. Yeah. But I drank this beer last night on the show. I bought it for you. Thank you. Because I knew you were drinking lagers the other night and uh, at Homegrown uh, Saturday when you played. So, I bought this, and I explained it last night, but I'm going to explain it to these guys one more time, real quick. Let me pull this up. I didn't pull it up. Sure. First off, though, I wanted to to say I appreciate you coming out. Um, I know we were supposed to do this show Saturday at Homegrown and had some equipment malfunctions. Not really malfunctions. (laughs) I forgot to bring some fucking equipment the other night uh, to Homegrown. I need to... Create an ops checklist. Checklist of the stuff I'm supposed to bring remotely when I go to different places. But yeah, I forgot my power cord to the uh, to this laptop here to the Surface, and didn't have enough battery life left to do the podcast. And you were feeling a little under the weather anyway, so
2: yeah, my voice was down to about one percent then anyway, so it right. worked out.
0: So the computer was at fourteen or fourteen percent. You were at one percent. <laughs> that worked out well. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about this beer one more time, and then we'll get into this thing and uh, see what's going on with you, buddy. But I appreciate you understanding the other night. And, oh,
1: not a problem, man.
0: And uh, rescheduling. So this is uh, the senior chief, uh, logger from Benford Brewing Company up in Lancaster, South Carolina. Um, this is kind of a long description, but I think it's a good description, and it kind of fits the, the week that we just had uh, celebrating the remembrance of Pearl Harbor. So Senior Chief uh, logger. it's an American light lager, 4.2% ABV, alcohol by volume. It's inspired by a Hawaiian greeting certificate of my grandfather's landing in Pearl Harbor dated June 12, 1943. Our family found the certificate in his closet after his passing at the age of 94. He was assigned to the USS Sperry AS-12, which earned the distinction of being the first U.S. Navy ship to launch after Pearl Harbor during World War II. He retired after 20 years as a senior chief, hence the name of the beer, and continued civil duties for an additional 18 years as an an electronic mechanic ordnance worker on torpedoes. He received many letters of appreciation for superior performance and gave his best to the Naval Weapons Station here in Charleston, South Carolina. As we grew up, we always knew our grandpa as a kind man who would sneak us into the VFW or Fleet Reserve for a quick cold lager. His name was Grover C. Thewox, F. E. W. X. W. O. X. Uh, born February 29, 1924, and died September thirtieth. 2018 of last year. So that's what we're drinking. All right. And cheers to the senior chiefs. Yeah. All right. So why did it take you so long to get here? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: uh the short answer is Charleston traffic. The right. long answer is I uh, had a minor fender bender on the way here. It's everybody's okay, all the vehicles are okay, just little scuff marks, but yeah. spent some time waiting on the highway patrol, and they didn't show. Wow. <laughs> so that's been, I mean, that's been an hour and a- hour yeah. and 15 minutes at oh, least we, right yeah, now, an hour and a half. We waited about an hour for them, and nobody showed, and everybody was okay, and yeah. it was a real nice lady, and we just kind of exchanged information, and we're both going to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, no major damage. I mean, I can have yeah. to probably repair anything, maybe some, some scratch remover or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just a
2: little scuff down the side of my little tiny car and a little yeah. scuff on her back, back bumper a little bit.
0: Right. Well, I feel kind of responsible because we were <laughs> <laughs> rescheduled this thing and I had you drive all the way over here um, in rush hour traffic to uh, come do this thing at the at the studio here, Craft Conversation Studio. So, good thing everybody's okay, I guess, oh, yeah, but... yeah. And, I'm not
2: worried about it. <laughs>
0: you know, probably the big thing is everybody. Um, there's probably much more major accidents out there oh, at sure. this time of day in the low country oh, than to sure. worry about your little fender bender. I yep. But, so, that's understandable. They got more important things to do. For sure. Yeah. So, I know you were in there Saturday night, and I, you know, I asked Fleming Moore. Uh, of course, we know. We all know Fleming Moore, shady yeah. for mayor. Uh, he didn't win by the way but um i asked him the other night i said what should i talk to uh to eric about (laughs) and i was hoping to talk to you about ohio state a little bit saturday night because of course ohio state was playing in Uh in in their championship game for the uh for their conference and clemson played of course and won so i was hoping that uh ohio state was going to have a horrible loss and i was going (laughs) to be able to, to rag you about it but i guess you're from ohio state Correct? I'm from the state of Ohio. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, the state of Ohio. Yes. And uh, but I guess you're not an Ohio State fan, correct? No, uh, I really
1: don't
2: have a dog in the race. Um, you know, my my mom went to Ohio State, so she's a fan. I went to Bowling Green State University. For there was a period of time that my uncle coached basketball for University of Cincinnati, and right now I have a cousin that plays basketball for uh, Michigan State University. Okay. So. I don't really have any sort of personal connection with Ohio State. And aside from basketball, I'm not big into the sports ball. So okay, and I, I'm, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot for saying this. Everybody from South Carolina already hates me because I'm from Ohio. So I may as well just make the Ohio folks hate me too. But right. uh, Ohio State fans can be obnoxious. <laughs> I, I, will I mean, they all
0: can really, let's be honest, but
2: they all can but let's be serious (laughs) you ohio folks that move down here are already kind of walking on eggshells we're already coming into a into a new place and intruding and then they got to put up
0: the flags and have the bumper stickers and and do the whole thing so right yeah (laughs) and i don't know you know i hear it all the time that you know it's uh, it's an ohio transplant State or whatever, yeah, yeah, or, or town. But I don't know what the actual numbers are as far as o- Ohio people being down here. But you do run into a lot of them.
1: Yeah, be honest.
0: I I would wonder. I'd
2: wonder what the breakdown on the numbers is, but right. then I also wonder what the breakdown on advertising where you're from is as well. Yeah, because I would say. The largest portion of people from Ohio who are coming here are probably Ohio State fans. They're flying the flags. They got the bumpers. They got the bumper stickers on, and yeah. So maybe everybody else from the other states just hide it better. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people from the north. I mean, people want to come down, and you know, what they call snowbirds. You yeah. know, a lot of people come down seasonally, but there are a lot of transplants that come down and actually stay here uh, from northern states, Michigan, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, New York, whatever. But um, but it seems like you you hear about more Ohio, but I'd like to see the actual numbers
2: for sure. Yeah, I and I I don't know. I I know at one point uh, there was the Go Back to Ohio dot com, and the, it's a it's a thing. It's you know it's
0: yeah it's probably it's,
2: it's probably more fun than it is anything else, and, and I have fun with it too. But yeah, yeah, I, I wonder what the numbers are. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, I'll tell you what uh, what uh, Fleming Moore told me to tell because I like picking on Fleming. So this sure. is what he this is what he told me when I said. I have a podcast with Eric Barnett tonight, anything we should talk about. This is what uh, Fluing said. Ask him if Buckeyes are really an aphrodisiac, <laughs> a shady herd. Of, if you rub them on your nipples or <laughs> grind them into your coffee, they'll make you hard as a horse, is what is what Fluing says. Well, I like coffee, so <laughs> okay. I'll give it a go. Um, and I, I really shouldn't say the other part of it. Okay. But I, I'm going to anyway. May so. as well, man. Ask him if Ohio ends really use Buckeyes to make anal beads.
2: All right. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Since I got I, I got I to gotta be real careful since I'm representing an entire state here. Right. Um. I do not have any experience with any of the things just listed. Um. I know of the Buckeye as the actual Buckeye, and then they make the what Buckeye. is a Buckeye? It's
1: some kind of nut. comes okay. from is a it Buckeye
2: some... tree, okay. and it's, it's dark brown with a light brown little circle in it. And have you ever had the, the candy Buckeyes that they make? Have you ever seen those? I never have. They make some kind of... Not uh, that I wouldn't, but I haven't. They make some kind of peanut butter fudge, and then they dip it in dark chocolate, and it looks like a Buckeye, like the ohio state buckeye and those are i have a lot more experience with those than right
0: so kind of like a macadamia nut or any other type of nut i mean sure
2: i'm, I'm not even sure if you eat it i don't
1: know
0: no don't okay. know yeah it's, but anyway yeah i sorry
2: Fleming that's your buddy Fleming. Yeah. yeah yeah we ran out of buckeye stuff right <laughs> off the top so
0: i guess we'll have to move on to yeah. other things so he, he had sent that stuff to me before I found out that you're really not an Ohio State fan. So I'm sure like, well, that didn't yeah. really work, but it's it's funny, so I figured I'd say it yeah. anyway. But
2: I'll you know what? I'll ask I'll get back to you on that. Okay. I you know, you gave me a you gave me a project.
0: All right. Sounds All right. good. So what brought you down here?
2: Um my wife's mother moved here probably five, six years ago.
0: So she's from Ohio as well. She's also
2: from Ohio, yep. yep. And uh, We came down here one time to visit her on vacation we liked it uh we're kind of thinking about maybe moving somewhere and uh, at the time i was a factory worker i worked in a factory for 13 years and uh the factory got sold and people had the option of either staying on or they could you know head on down the road and they paid me a lot at the factory paid me just enough to keep me but i didn't love it Uh, I was looking for an out and this was it. So we thought, yeah, we may as well just sell about 75% of our possessions and move somewhere. So we decided to move down here.
0: Why here? I mean, did you did you read about it in the magazine? Did you hear other people talk about it? Well, we had visited the one time and uh, we really
2: loved Chicago. We always thought we were going to move to Chicago eventually, uh, being Midwesterners, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the capital of the Midwest.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry if I'm pissing off Minneapolis or what have you. but And uh, my wife likes the warmer weather. Uh, the first time we came down here was for Christmas. I rode my bike to the beach, which you can't do in Ohio on Christmas.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, really, it was kind of an experiment. It was more my wife's idea. Uh, I just kind of went along with it. Let's go for it. And then, you know, moving down here, I... Found a job I'm happy with and found a lot of places to play music and I'm happy with that. So, we're here now.
0: Okay. So, a few things. So, how long have you been here? Uh, just over two years. Okay. So, I have been here half, too long. Yeah. And what kind of factory work are you talking about? What did you used to do?
2: It was actually, it was General Mills. And when you think of General Mills, you think of cereal. Right. But it was uh, like making like donut mix. So, basically taking flour and sugar and a few other ingredients, putting them together, repackaging them, and sending them to bakeries. So I ran a machine that just did the packaging.
0: Okay. You do that for 13 years? Yeah. Didn't that make you doughnuts? <laughs> That's pretty funny, right? <laughs>
2: you know, when people talk about giving up food, they, I, you know, there's things they can give up, things they could never give up. I've been around enriched flour so much that I could give up bread. I could do it.
0: Right. Probably not a bad idea, right? I mean that's that's the the go to thing now, right? Get thing. give up cars, thing. give up white white bread, white yeah. flour, white sugar, white rice. Yeah. I mean all the white stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you came down here with your wife, obviously. And you said your mother came down or her mother came down too? Yeah,
2: her mother moved here about two years ahead of us. Okay. So she just she works in the uh, banking technology industry and just got a job offer she couldn't refuse, so she came down.
0: Okay. And you played music up there as well, or you started when you got down here?
2: I played up there, but working at that factory, it was um, six, seven days a week, 12 hours a day a lot of the time, and I just, not only did I not have time, but working all those hours, I didn't have the energy. I lived in a very small town. I was about to ask you what town yeah. what
0: town you were from. The but...
2: town is called Galleon, and heard of yeah. It? Uh, have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Oh, yeah. Okay. That was filmed at the Mansfield Reformatory, which is about 15 minutes away from Galleon. So right. It's kind of north-central Ohio between Columbus and Cleveland. Gotcha. But it's cornfield, beanfield. It's really not a lot of places to play.
0: Right. So, so when did you start playing music? I mean, what, how did you get your love of music? And we'll get into this whole music thing eventually. But Yeah, yeah. How did uh, it start?
2: I always liked listening to it. When I was a kid, I always listened to 45s with my grandmother, played me the Beatles and the Monkees and uh, Sonny and Cher and stuff like that. And when I was in elementary school, I started playing trumpet. And that continued on all the way to, I was a trumpet major in college for a little bit. For the little bit I was in college. Nice. And at about, I would say, 15, 16 years old, I started playing bass, actually. There was a couple of my friends that... In retrospect, they weren't cool, but I thought they were cool. Right. You know, they were, I still think they're cool, but they weren't cool. <laughs> and uh, they played guitar, and I loved music so much. I said, I'm going to learn how to play bass and play with you guys. And I had been playing trumpet for so long, and I kind of had a quick aptitude for music. So I caught up with them pretty quick, and I switched to guitar pretty quick. Yeah. And then after that, it's... It took off from there. Uh, I played in bands in high school, played a lot in college in bands. But the uh, the solo singer-songwriter thing probably started maybe eight, nine
0: years ago. Okay. What college? Uh, Bowling
2: Green State University.
0: All right. Yeah. And you just, uh, they had like a college band or you just, there was just like,
2: what kind of band was
0: it? I mean, punk band? I played in a few.
2: Uh. Emo was kind of a thing back then. I played in a couple bands where we wanted to be cool emo, but we weren't quite hipster enough. We were hickster, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Played in, I played in all kinds of bands. I was really into Radiohead, so I had the pedal board that had all the pedals that made all the noises. Yeah, you get the pedals that make all the noises when you're not that great at playing guitar. You can just hit some pedals and they do things for you. So that makes sense. I was doing a lot of that, so I'd play in a lot of bands. They had basically every band needed a guy that just made noises, so I did a lot of that and yeah. uh, in a lot of like they call it like post rock, kind of Mogwai, cigarose. Ever heard of any of that sort of thing? I've heard of Mogwai. Yeah, sort of. Boring instrumentally stuff, that's when you can't think of any lyrics, you do that. Just a lot of stuff that, in retrospect, really is not
0: cool. So it was a lot of uh, original band type stuff? I mean, yes. It wasn't covers or anything at that time? Right,
2: right. It, when I was learning yeah. how to play guitar, it was all about covers. You know, I, I learned, I grew up playing Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and Leonard Skinner. Classic rock, a lot of classic rock. Sure. I was super into, like, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. I... My teenage years were the grunge years, you know, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, all that.
0: Okay, so you're an 80s guy.
2: Uh, born, born, early in the 80s, 80s. Yeah. yeah, graduated in 99. Okay. And then in college, I just, a lot of us had bands, and that was all original music. Right. Yep.
0: Okay. And then, so you come down here, and uh, you come down here with your wife, obviously. Uh, any kids or anything? No kids, two no kids. cats. Two cats. Two cats. Yeah, I'm not a cat, I'm not a cat guy. <laughs> I don't mind cats. I'm, I'm getting better with cats, but I was, I've was i never been a big fan of cats. I don't know why. I think because they ignore me, really. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I like to have some attention, I guess. Cats are
2: incredibly, you know, they're, they're their own people. I mean, dogs, if you want somebody who's just going to think you're the best person in the whole entire world, you get a dog. Yeah. If you want somebody that just ignores you most of the time and you kind of play by their rules, you get a cat. Right. But, you know, I can, cats, to me, cats are better than kids because I can leave for the weekend. And, you know, if you leave a kid alone in a house with a bowl full of food and a box to poop in, you know, they're calling child services most of the time.
0: Yeah. Cats are definitely easier to take care of, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think. I haven't had one myself, so I don't know. But from what I understand, yeah, you can just kind of leave them alone a little bit and they kind of do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I leave my dog here for a week, and oh, man. <laughs> every cushion in the house is torn up. And, yeah. Well, I mean, the cat might do the same thing, pawing things and scratching stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how we got on cats and dogs. but Kids. Kids, That's yeah. Good thing. So you came down here two years ago yeah. and um, moved to West Ashley. Mm-hmm. What made you choose West Ashley over all the other places that you could live?
2: Uh For me, it hit the affordability location matrix in just the right spot. Uh, The first time we visited, we actually came to Somerville. Uh, At the time, my wife's grandparents lived here, and we liked Somerville. And then we came down a few more times before we actually moved here, and we saw just kind of how long it took to get from Somerville to downtown, to the beach, and that kind of thing. So. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at the prices in Mount Pleasant and thought, well, we can't live in Mount Pleasant. And no. then we kind of looked at James Island a little bit and thought, well, we're not the partying type. So we stay away from James Island. That kind of pushes you to West Ashley eventually.
0: Excuse me. I kind of did the same thing. You know, I retired from the Air Force, came back here. That's where I'm from, North Charleston. And uh, came back here. My parents are here. My brothers are here. Came back to kind of be with family and uh Same thing. I looked at Mount Pleasant. I really wanted to be in Mount Pleasant. I wanted to be close to the beach, and uh, I just couldn't afford it at the time. I wasn't uh, making the money. I wasn't making any money at the time when I came back. It took me a little while to find a job after retiring, but uh, West Lassie was kind of my second choice. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I was close to Folly Beach. I wanted to be close to the coast, and um, then I just decided, uh, what the hell. My my (laughs) parents have been in Somerville since 1986. They're, They're still here. My brothers are here. Let's just go Somerville. You know, cost-wise, yep. pretty much kind of a similar thing. Right. Um, uh, there's times I look back and say, "Man, I wish I would have gone to West Ashley to be closer to that to that beach." But yeah. But it's good, and um, I guess the only problem now. I mean, you've seen it is the traffic. I mean, the traffic here is just horrible. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's not good anywhere really in the low right. country. But right. West Ashley's, I think, is a little more manageable.
2: It's pretty centrally located too, and and for a musician, I. I play all the way out at, from Allandale to, you know, Somerville, all the way down to, I get uh, Johns Island, and it's kind of, it's pretty central. Yeah. And also, we just bought a house. We spent the first year in an apartment while we were figuring out, you know, is this where we want to be? Sure. And uh, we really wanted to live off that green, that greenway, because I ride my bike, not to work or anything, but I like riding a bike. Yeah. So we moved right on that greenway, so I could ride my bike on there.
0: Cool. So you moved to West Ashley. What are you What are you doing now? I mean, you're not doing you doing factory work still, or?
2: No, actually, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a strange <clears throat> job. I screen porches.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: um, when I first moved here, I didn't even I didn't have a plan. I did came down here without a job. I had a little bit of unemployment from that factory thing, and uh, I I took a I took two different jobs for one week, but I knew on day one, I was like, this isn't going to be it. I'm a career guy. This isn't it. Yeah, and I answered a Craigslist ad for this company that screens porches, and my bosses are younger than me. They're real cool. They they say, hey, you like to play music? You need time off of work to play music. You got it. Nice. Uh, it's kind of light construction, but yeah, screen porches. It's right.
0: Great. So you did. So okay. So you're a factory worker. You went to Bowling Green. Would you Would you study Bowling Green?
2: Uh, I got in the School of Music as a trumpet player, but I wanted a music recording degree. They were going to kind of build a degree for me. And I learned how to record music, but I don't know. I got a, I have a concentration problem, and all those other subjects that weren't recording music, I didn't really much care for them. Right. Uh, I didn't know. All the
0: other core courses yeah, and shit that you need. Yeah, and
2: I don't know. I did... My generation was one ahead of the generation where they really started diagnosing ADD and different, differently, people who learn differently. I'm not a, I'm not a dumb guy. I'm fairly intelligent guy, but it just it just wasn't for me. The whole, you know,
0: right, just a a focus thing, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So did you get a degree in that? I mean, no. You no. You left. You took off two and
2: a half years at that college, and then a. About a half a year at another college for website design, and basically I was trying to learn all the things I needed to learn to play music.
0: Okay. <laughs> so you came down here. You gave up. Uh, you gave up the trumpet. You gave up yeah. music design. You gave up uh, factory work and install screened in porches. That's probably a good. That's a good money around here, right? Everybody wants a screen porch around here. Everybody wants to be oh, outside yeah. we're, and we're enjoy the weather. Yeah. Get away from the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. So you need, need screens on your porches.
2: Yeah, we're never gonna run out of work. It's it's interesting work. I mean you're we're all over, we're all the way from Edisto to Allendal to Goose Creek and down to Kiowa and it's I mean I work outside, it's kinda right now it's kinda cold working outside, but during the summer
0: yeah. a
2: lot of the time we're at a beach house screening the porch and I take my lunch break in the ocean.
0: I yeah. mean
2: can't do that at other jobs.
0: Right. Well, that's good, man. So you found something that you enjoy.
2: Yeah,
0: that's what it's all about, right? No, no matter what you went to school for, or what your, uh, what your, uh, um, <laughs> what you're, what you're good at, you find something that you enjoy. Sure. And uh, you become good at that. Hopefully, that's that's the key thing. But yeah. So, <clears throat> music is your side job. You ever think about going back to trumpet at all? I mean, is that something that you still mess around with?
2: It's something like I know how to play trumpet like in in the brain and there's a there's a certain part that you have to know and then there's the part that it's just like a runner knows how to run but if he's not in shape for it can't run so yeah. I'd have to get my lips back together and everything but uh, I the the, Does the beard and mustache
0: it would it probably affect would. that a little
2: bit probably have to trim the mustache back um, yeah. the structure of schooling kind of took the love of trumpet out of me. Really? It kind of did. Music is such a sort of free and creative endeavor that the more you try to put it in a box, the the less I'm going to enjoy it, at least.
0: Right. So you've never once, since you've been doing music, have pulled out a trumpet and and tried to integrate that into... what you're doing
2: I did a couple years ago (laughs) a couple years ago I was recording a record for my buddy and we were doing a song and I said it sounds like this needs a trumpet so I practiced for about a week and then laid down some fairly poor trumpet on a track but it sounds okay yeah I I, it's a thing that if I really wanted to I could probably get it back I just don't have time
0: right yeah cuz I talk you know I talk to a lot of musicians on the show obviously Um, that's kind of the business that I'm in craft beer, music type thing. So, um, you know, a lot of people have a bunch of different talents. I mean, you got somebody who plays a guitar, they can play the bass, they can Mm -hmm. play the drums, they can do whatever. So do you have any other talents? I know know you said bass, I know you said guitar, you do a little bit of trumpet. Can you, can you dive into a piano if you needed to, or a drum set or?
2: Yeah. Yeah. As long as I don't have to read music uh when I, I made an album before i moved down here actually between when they sold the factory and, be, and when i moved down here i said this is my chance to do something so i made an album in my basement and then i moved down here and on that album i play about 95 percent of the instruments okay cool. so i played drums and bass and, and a little bit of keys and guitar and music is one of those things that I have a pretty high aptitude for if I take on a new instrument, I can learn enough to kind of be passable pretty quick. Sure. Uh, it's that, that last 10% on learning an instrument between being passable and good. And then, you know, a virtuoso, th- the first little part of it goes so fast, but it's, it's very few people that can put in the 10,000 hours and be just phenomenal at something. Yeah. I'm certainly not there at drums and keyboard, though.
0: Right. But you could you could fake it till you make it. Type oh, thing. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I could fake it. You could it. get in there. Yeah. So, that's cool. I've got a drum set here. I've got <laughs> I've got a guitar over yeah. here that I need to give back to somebody, actually, that uh, let me borrow it. And uh, I don't know how to play anything. And I try. I've thought about it. I want to do it. But I just, I, I guess I can't. I, I shouldn't say I can't. I don't put in the effort to do it, to learn it. But yeah um you know i had my my parents bought me a guitar and an amp back when i was i don't know hell 11 12 13 whatever and i just made a bunch of noise on it and then yes. it had sat in the corner for a little while so i really love music and obviously that's why i have musicians on the show i love talking about music i love hearing music i love booking music i love listening to it but i just i wish i could do it and maybe eventually i will yeah,
2: I was I was lucky enough when I started that I had a lot of friends my age who were doing it too. And if you are starting with another person, and the two of you are kind of learning together, and, you know, if you were trying to take lessons from somebody and they're showing you and they're just going a million miles an hour, I can see how that would be, like, daunting. But when
0: yeah.
2: you're with somebody and you kind of figuring it out together as you go, and finally you can play a song, and then you, oh, that chord was in that song. Okay, we can do that and go you know so so I had a lot of friends that I kind of learned with yeah and and it it took a lot for music to well it didn't take a lot for it to make sense because I can listen to music and I love music and I listen so much that I know what I'm listening for but the one thing I appreciate about college is I did learn music theory in college it's something that you know, just learning to play trumpet on some simple notes on a page. I didn't yeah. understand why I
0: didn't even know it was a theory. I mean, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's,
2: <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> there's uh there's rules. There's, there's reasons chords work together. There's, there's keys, there's tempos, there's all kinds of stuff. And when you learn how the rules work, then you can learn either how to break them or how to make them work in your favor. And it's, not to say that if I'm, like, writing a song, I think, like, okay, what are the rules? But, you know, being informed by those things, it definitely helps. Right. It's, it's like, you know, you can't... It's it's like anything. If The more you learn about it, the more you're able to do with it.
0: Right. And I've heard you say a couple of times, you know, you don't read music or whatever, so... You never really learned that. I mean, you, so all the stuff that you play, I know you do a lot of covers and stuff yeah, in your yeah. tunes, and you got some original stuff too. And yeah. we'll we'll talk about that. But um, so you never really learned how to to write or read music. I can read trumpet
2: music still, uh, and I could read music really slowly. Uh, sight reading is what they call when you're able to just like look at a page and play the song at the speed you're supposed to play it at the correct way. And when you look at a piano, you know, you have both hands on that keyboard, so you have maybe five, six notes going on at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: you got to be able to see all those notes at once and figure out, i got to play all those notes at once. That's something I can't do on the fly. I can yeah. kind of pick it apart and do it slowly. And for guitar players, they dumb it down and just write chords. So it's easy for me to see a chord and know what that is. And But as far as reading music and being able to do it proficiently No.
0: okay so the stuff you do is pretty much all by ear i mean when you learn mostly by ear Yeah. we'll get into what you play here i guess but let's just go into it. let's go to sure. a tom Waits song i mean oh yeah you just you just hear that you just kind of emanate it or sure imitate it
2: yeah. and uh yeah and, and like like we were talking about with like theory and stuff um every song of most every song is in a key and once you figure out... And you out can just
0: hear key, that key. I mean, you can hear it in your ear. You don't have to see the, the music. A, a lot the of note. the
2: time, yeah. A lot of the time I can hear what key it's in. and
0: Or you can just strum it and say, okay, that sounds like yeah, uh, what they're figure playing. figure it out, yeah.
2: Yeah. And a lot of the time, if you know what key you're in, you know what chords are in the key. And a lot of the time, you can hear where it's going. So it's kind of easy to decipher that stuff. Okay. So, yeah.
0: So... Let's just get into that. I mean, sure. what what are your influences? I guess. What did, I mean, what you started off in trumpet. Uh-huh. What, what got you interested in music to begin with? Let's go there first.
2: Uh, I remember when I said I started out listening to forty fives with my grandma. Forty fives, with grandma. So I spent a lot of time. You said
0: with monkeys, Beatles, those yeah, type things, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Spent a lot of time with my grandma listening to music. Uh, we didn't have cable TV at home, and okay. my grandma did. So we'd go out there and we'd watch mtv and that was back when mtv had music you know and but
0: she didn't play any music
2: she played the organ in church okay my mother played the piano and she played the organ at church but my grandma was just whatever she was into whatever i was into i was into pearl jam and you know Stone and she Temple was into pilot. F- oh she yeah was into yeah we were i'd be at my grandma's house and you know i'd be in the other room and she'd say hey they said they're gonna play a new stone temple pilot song you got to come in here and she wow, was great right one on, like that. Man. So yeah, that's
0: awesome.
2: REM and so I listened to a lot of that stuff with her, and uh, it was kind of that kind of golden time where that was the stuff you heard on the radio. You'd hear, you'd hear Pearl Jam and you'd hear REM on the radio, and Radiohead came out. You'd hear them on the radio.
0: Right. And well, let's was... go back. So when you're listening to. The stuff that your grandma was listening to, the monkeys and the Beatles, was that on records or CDs at the time? Uh, 45s, yeah, 40 45s. 45s. Yeah, Okay.
2: Yep. She didn't have, I don't think she had
0: any. I think you said that
2: before, 33s. Yeah. And then and I had an uncle who had like a couple 8-tracks that he left there. So I heard like Hotel California on 8-track and okay. maybe some like Super Tramp or something like that. But. Right. And then I had a buddy that when we were learning to play guitar together, it was mostly classic rock. It was what his parents had. So... My my mom kind of listened to Air Supply and Whitney Houston, so I really didn't listen to a lot of what my mom listened to. Yeah. But.
0: I could do Air Supply, maybe not Whitney, but.
2: Yeah, I, Hall & is all right. Yeah, Hall & yeah. is cool. But, you know, it's it
0: wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. <laughs> it is now, though, kind of, right? It's kind of it, retro yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But at the time, it wasn't cool. Yeah. So, um Yeah, I'd go over to my buddy's house, and whatever his parents were listening to, they'd throw on the James Gang, and we'd try to figure out how to play it, you know. Cool. But that was all really, you know, the Internet really wasn't a thing back then. It was a, you could maybe get dial-up Internet, but there wasn't MP3s. And living where I lived in middle of nowhere, Ohio, there was no way to really find. Excuse me, man kind of off-the-radar music, so you had to rely whatever, you know, was on the radio at the time, yeah. which I was lucky it was Pearl Jam and stuff like that, you know.
0: Right. And uh, General Mills. So, yeah, so General Mills closed down, you said. Has, yeah. They, has it reopened since then? They sold to a different company. They sold that particular factory to a different company. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a couple of documentaries, I yeah. think, of uh, some stuff that's reopened up there sure. in, in Ohio, stuff like that, but... Did you do any music there at, at the factory? I mean, did you well, play stuff?
2: I wrote a lot of songs, actually, at the factory.
0: Right, uh, but you never had a break and said, oh, let's jam, guys, over no, there in the corner at the no. factory, nothing like that? No, nope, but kind of kept to myself. Yeah, General, General Mills <laughs> Band, nothing? No, none of that. Yeah. Okay, so now, so we've come down here. You've got all this music experience. You've gone to college for a little bit of music. You come down here. You move to West Ashley. You're, you're installing screen porches. How do you go about starting your, your music business down here in the Lowcountry?
2: Actually, I started just playing at open mics. And it's it's funny, when I first moved here, I didn't want to play covers. I just wanted to play my own songs.
0: So when you moved down here, you already had a, a, a bucket of yeah. songs that you had written? Yeah, I had, okay. a,
2: I had a record that I had made, and I had my own songs. And I started playing at open mics. I played at, like, home team... West Ashley, there, barbecue and uh, that's an all. uh,
0: confession, holy city confession, yeah, confession, yeah. yeah,
2: and uh, played uh, let's see, I played over at McCann's, uh, Palmetto, Tommy Condon's, Palmetto
0: Brewing, uh, Brewing, yeah, okay,
2: yeah, they have one on Mondays, and basically I hit a lot of the open mics because I didn't know anybody, I hadn't really played in front of a whole ton of people, I played. I played a fair amount of shows back in Ohio. I have a buddy that we started into this whole singer-songwriter thing at the same time. You remember Matt that came to Homegrown there in August?
0: Matt. Furlong? Bowman. Bowman.
2: Yeah, he and I played a show together mm. there in... I don't Arizona. quite remember, but... But, yeah, he he and I went into the whole singer-songwriter thing at about the same time. And we played a lot of gigs back in Ohio that were kind of all original, maybe throw in one cover at the end. And, uh, you know, I started playing a lot of open mics and stuff, and people were like, okay, I, you know, your songs are good, but if you want to get some work, you're going to have to learn some covers. Yeah. And I I, mean, I know songs. I, I know them. Uh, I like Tom Waits a lot. I've been learning Tom Petty. And yeah, I'm we'll getting into that. Know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, initially, I was sort of reticent to do that but you got to do it if you want to work. Um,
0: I still have... But that was the cool thing about Homegrown originally is we didn't have the licensing to do any cover tunes, right. so Homegrown was all original music, and we, we had trouble finding artists to come play for us. Mm. And uh, Scotty Oliver, who's in Blue Sphere, was uh, probably the, the original... I say probably, I think he was the original singer songwriter that played homegrown because he had a bunch of original tunes so that's how he he started off kind of the music scene there at homegrown brew house and of course now we do whatever you want to do but sure sure, sure. but um yeah people don't want to hear originals right they want to hear the the hits
2: i always think of i my way of saying is i i treat original songs like you give a dog medicine you got to wrap it up in something they want
0: yeah you know, and and I still have. It's my, a story, right? I mean, you got yeah. to kind of tell a story with it, maybe. Yeah,
2: I, I you know, I, I kind of, I kind of butter them up with a few covers, maybe a few songs they know, and then kind of pivot into what I do with a story, and I still have my lines in the sand. Like I won't, I won't do wagon wheel. I won't do Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, and,
0: and I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> for the, and
2: for the most part, if somebody has a request, I probably don't know <laughs> yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah. So, so, man. But, yeah, people want to hear the hits, right? I mean, They do, yeah. And do you feel like when you come into a joint, let's say you come into Homegrown or Home Team or wherever you go, do you have a complete set list of what you're going to do? I mean, this is what I'm going to do top to bottom, or do you make it up as you go along? Do you make it up going based on the crowd? How does that go? Well, I've, I've actually – I didn't really realize kind of how
2: green I was when I when I moved here. Right. Back in Ohio, I'd been doing a set list of my own songs. I'd written out my set list. And back home, it was, if you're playing as an original singer-songwriter, you're probably going to be playing in a showcase, which is, you know, three singer-songwriters. So you're going to have a 45-minute to an hour-long set. Okay. So you would curate that set. You would write out your set list and have your songs and do it in that order. All right. And when I moved here, I, I don't have originals to cover a three-hour set list. So I'm thinking, well, how do I fill three hours? So I started learning songs. And then, yes, I did. I started keeping a list and wrote out all the songs. Okay, what goes to what? And for the longest time here, about six months, I did. I had a set list, and I would play that set list. Then I'd find out, you know, if I were playing two nights in a row, well, I played those songs in that order last night. It's not like any of these people were here last night, but I know. So it's gotten to the point where I've gotten a lot of experience here. playing. I played, in in the last year, I played about 65, 70 gigs. And over the course of that, I've just kind of learned to read the crowd a little better. I have all the songs kind of in my head. And... Some nights I just feel like playing a certain thing. So lately, yeah, I haven't done a set list. I, right,
0: you just kind of wing it. Yep,
2: I have a I have a list sitting there in case, you know, I'm drawing a blank for what to play next. But, yeah, I wing it for the most part.
0: Sure. And um, I don't think you – you don't use any iPad or iPhone or anything, right? I mean, you you got everything in your head for, for the most
2: part? I do. I uh, do. The only time I'll pull out a – piece of paper or phone is maybe if i've written a new song and i don't know my all my own lyrics yet but
0: or request maybe right yeah
2: Yeah. sometimes if i get a request and i actually feel like playing it (laughs) yeah i'll kind of look it up real quick and but for the most part i listen to so i listen to so much music i listen to music eight to twelve hours a day i listen all day while i'm at work you know screen and porches we can play music so right most every song I'm going to get up there and play, even if I'm going to sort of wing it, I've heard it so many times I probably know all the lyrics.
0: So. Yeah. And, and there's uh, there's kind
2: of a, a little bit of a point of pride in not having a iPad and
0: sure. It's yeah, it is. What it sets good. you apart a little bit from from the other guys, right, or the other girls, whatever. Yeah, and
2: it's it's nothing on anybody that has one because. They all have stuff that they're doing that's working out for them, so I'm not going to disparage anybody. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not disparaging anybody either. Oh, but, right, right. But um, but there is a a, a coolness to to be able to being able to put all that stuff together in your head. Oh, thank you. And um, I appreciate it. And you're empty over here, so I'm going to give you another beer. Oh, thank you. Same thing. We're not drinking anything different, but um. So why won't you play Wagon Wheel on those other things you said? What what you what your, what what's your problem with those? You just don't I, like mainstream stuff? I mean, they're just overplayed, you don't like the songs, you don't like the artists.
1: Yes. <laughs> All um, that
0: stuff.
2: You know, uh I'm pretty I'm picky. It doesn't mean that what I choose is right or wrong. Uh I got things I feel. I got things that I'm not feeling. Maybe I got a little bit of hipster in my blood that if something's popular, I'm going to kind of not like it. Right. I, I'll freely admit, maybe I have that going on. Doesn't do a whole lot for me. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's all The covers I play are songs I like. They're songs I I really like, and they do something for me. I do a lot of kind of obscure songs from the 90s, but those were from kind of my heyday and...
0: I love it though. Yeah, I mean, you do a lot of unique stuff that nobody else is doing. That I that I hear up at homegrown, so I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Some of the new, uh, not new stuff, but some of the like you said, nineties uh, grunge yeah. type era stuff. Uh, Jane's Addiction. Yeah. Um, I think you did the Verve Pipe the other night yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some really cool stuff that kind of brings you back, kind of nostalgic and, and sure. kind of takes you back to a point in time where you uh, remember some things in high school or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's some stuff that, that people de- definitely don't play, and then you play some stuff that people do play, obviously. Sure. So it's a good mix. I like it. Thank I mean, you. It's, it's a really good mix. The 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 thing I wanted to ask you about is your love of Tom Waits. Mm. I mean, how mm-hmm. how did that come about, and why is there such a love of that, and why so many songs from that dude? Uh,
2: I really didn't know a whole lot about a, Tom, a lot about Tom Waits in high school. I didn't like know I said, if it was your grandmother or, oh, no, no, or something it's, or I didn't find out about Tom Waits until I went to college. Um, like I said, the internet wasn't in the thing. I only heard what was on the radio, and Tom Waits certainly isn't on the radio. Mm-hmm. And when I went into college... Well, he maybe is, you know, in some
0: covers and stuff. Sure. I mean, people that are, oh, yeah, are covering you know, yeah, You know, hooting the blowfish and yeah. things like this. But Rod
2: Stewart does downtown train, Springsteen and the right. Eagles and... But he he was off my radar till I went to college, and I had some friends that worked at our local college radio station.
0: And all those bands you just mentioned, I appreciate what you do because you kind of bring it back to the original Tom Waits versions sure, of those yeah. songs, of songs that I've been listening to for years, and yeah. I, it's a different take on it. And it well, I, I haven't even heard that take on it. You know the Tom yeah. Waits take, so I, I appreciate that as well.
2: I always feel like being a being a Tom Waits guy I want to get people into Tom Waits yeah so to me the way to do that is to take it through stuff they already know I mean people have heard downtown Trenton mm-hmm. they probably think it's a Rod Stewart song I mean they've heard I definitely Sp- did yeah they've heard Springsteen do Jersey girl mm-hmm. they've heard um, the Eagles do old 55 and uh, like when I was in when I was in college I had some friends at that local radio station the college radio station and Waits's album Mule Variations came out and it is a weird record and he actually got a Grammy for it which I don't know how that happened but uh, they played it and it was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard and at the time I was just like I don't I don't care for this yeah. but it was so weird and I was just like I gotta give that another shot because people people like this. And it's weird, and I don't get it. And actually, that record, uh, <laughs> Les Claypool of Primus played on that record. And I was big into Primus. Yeah. So I was like, I'll, I'll give this another shot. And I listened to it, and it grew on me. And, and then it got to the point where I was like, you know, let me check out something else. And by the time Mule Variations hit, Tom Waits had been doing music for 30 years. So I got something of his really early years, and I was like, this is a different person. Mm-hmm. He, he's gone through... I think, like, three pretty distinct phases of his career. He was kind of a kind of a jazzy bar crooner early on. Then in the 80s, he kind of went, went real weird with it. Now he's sort of like dusty, weird folk Americana. But I got to hear, like, the lyrics and the stories he'd put into his songs. And he wasn't writing songs to make a hit. He wasn't trying to come up with a singable chorus. He was he was really putting just a lot. It's, it's almost literature set to music. And he has some stuff that's really simple. And it's beauty in its simplicity. And for people who don't know who Tom Waits is, if you can imagine if Louis Armstrong gar- gargled gravel. And it's just the roughest voice you've ever heard. And there's a little bit getting over that uh my wife used to hate tom waits hated it yeah and then the more she would listen to the song she's like Man, those are good songs
1: those are good songs so
0: I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i don't know if i've ever heard an original tom Waits song to be honest with you well, I've, I've heard covers of everything apparently that well, I, I didn't even realize but i'm not yeah. sure if i've ever heard an original i have to go listen to some of them to see but well, it is going to be because my the voice you're describing, you know, is, is not something I think I remember hearing. I think I've heard yeah. everybody do the cover versions. Sure. Of it. Well, it's
2: it's going to be my mission to convert you then. All right. I'll make you a Spotify playlist. Well, I should
0: I should have listened to some yeah. and, and done some research before you came in here. But oh, no worries. Just a you. shitty interview, I guess. I don't make know. It but happen. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> did your wife is she musical at all?
2: She is not a player. She doesn't play music. She doesn't. Sorry, honey. She can't <laughs> sing. But um, there's no need to be
0: sorry about that. When we
2: when we first met, I was actually I was I had already dropped out of Bowling Green, and she was going to college in Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. And it was her 19th birthday, and she was at the bar for her birthday, and my band was playing, and that's how we met. And when we met. We, kind of shared our music with each other. She got me into a lot of real cool stuff. I got her into a lot of real cool stuff and she's she's been with me all along. She likes cool music. She's not your typical gal and yeah, so she's she's with it with the music. I I got to give her credit.
0: And how long how long you've been married?
2: We have been married. Oh man, if I get this wrong. We've been married 12 years. We've been together for 17 now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Congratulations. Well, thank you. So when you're doing songwriting, so yeah. <clears throat> how many original songs do you think you have? Do you Ooh, know?
2: Oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, less than
0: 30. Why is that embarrassing?
2: Okay. My buddy that I mentioned before, Matt Bauman, hmm. he, uh, he's my friend. Uh, we went to college together. He was actually a saxophone major when I was a trumpet major, and he quit playing saxophone too, and now he's a singer-songwriter. He lives in Cincinnati right now. Oh, I bet he has 200 songs. Are they good, though? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I mean, I right now I'm playing a lot more than he's playing. Maybe I'm a better guitar player. I'm a better guitar player. <laughs> when it comes to the singing, he has his own delivery, man. And he, he, he plays harmonica, and he writes just devastatingly beautiful songs. And... Uh, I'm I'm jealous of the guy, and and for me to say less than thirty, maybe it's less than twenty.
0: Okay. It's probably less than 20. Have you guys done anything together, collaborations we have. or anything? We have.
2: Um, one song on my record we wrote together. Uh, we wrote another song together that he put out as a single. Um, he's actually he and I are gonna tour a little bit in March, and hopefully we'll do some more writing together.
0: Okay. So my original question was going yeah. to be: um, So when you do your original songs, what's your inspiration for those original songs? I mean, do you have? Do you try and make them in the style of Tom Waits? I mean, do you have your own style? I mean, what's well, what's your writing like?
2: The the funny thing about Tom Waits being my guy is I probably don't sound anything like him. Uh, right. I, like, I mean,
0: not sound like him. But, oh no, you know, no, just but probably not writing, even writing
2: style. Probably not even writing songs like him. Um, my writing style. And this, I, I personally consider this to be a drawback of my own, but I cannot write about something that is not real to me. So I can't write a fictional story. Uh, all of my songs are about me, and they're about my life, and about the things I've gone through and the things I've experienced, and maybe some
0: friends of mine, but... I mean, you would think that's what all songwriters are writing about, right? Is, I nah. mean, it's got to be a life experience, no? I don't no, I don't think so.
1: I,
2: I, there's ne- oh for sure. The best songs are yeah. Not saying mine are the best, but I'm uh, a lot of people. There there is a songwriting industry where they are crafting songs to be hits.
0: Well, that's true. And, yeah,
2: and and they're hits, and they make. But them I work. mean,
0: the the, the real singer songwriters sure. that are writing oh, songs yeah, themselves yeah. and not buying songs from somebody right, else. Right. I yeah. mean. They're usually writing about their life experiences, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, there's some fiction that goes into the whole thing. I just sure. got to learn that end of it. I got to learn to be a little less honest. Maybe I can get more songs.
0: Less honest? Why less honest?
2: <sighs> I don't know. I, I like one, one of my songs I just wrote about the things I haven't done. I mean, it's single hear a lot of people singing about hopping on trains and I went down to the railroad track and you know I grew up in a small little town in Ohio I didn't really have a whole lot of heartbreak or divorces, and my dog didn't leave me, and so yeah. I, can't, I can't sing about any of that sort. Of well, thing. I mean, that's country. It's country <laughs> tunes, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what
0: would you classify your 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 tunes as? I mean, uh, do you have a classification that you fit into folk music Americana, folk
2: Americana, probably? Yeah. Um, it, it it tends to occasionally get maybe country adjacent, but without really dipping its toe into country.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't feel I don't feel a country vibe really. Right, I, I well
2: I. I don't have a really a twang. I don't have an accent really at all. I don't.
0: That's know. probably what it is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah th- there's definitely yeah. a country sure. twang, like yeah. you said to it.
2: But yeah, I, I wear a trucker cap and not a cowboy hat. You know. And <laughs> yeah.
0: Which yeah. I, I think you know. Well, we won't get into all that. But yeah, I think sure. a lot of country artists are kind of giving up the country, the cowboy hats for the trucker hats. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Kind of to fit in a little bit more sure. to a niche or whatever, but but I do see you have a Revelry hat on. Yeah, do you like Revelry Brewing Company?
2: I do. I I've, I've actually only been to the to the brewery once, but I really like their hats. <laughs> right. If anybody has a cool hat, I will buy it. But yeah, I do like I like Revelry, Revelry a lot. Right.
0: So let's dive into that for a sure. second. So yeah. we're, we're drinking a Benford uh, Brewing Company beer. Mm-hmm. That's out of Lancaster. But do you have uh, do you drink a lot of craft beer? I mean, are you a beer guy? I am a beer
2: guy, but I'm also a musician, so I'm inherently poor. So at home, more often than not, I'm drinking a, a Miller High Life or a Hams or
0: yeah, some, Hams. Uh, oh, Hams. That's up north, right? Where's that from? Uh, Hams.
2: I believe it's up north, but it's it's a good one. They they just got I Hams here. We're talking about it. Uh,
0: yeah, I've I'm, heard of that before, but I can't remember where it's from. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh,
2: no, it's all good. Or a, or a Coors Banquet. Uh, basically a Midwestern uncle beer, whatever your Midwestern. So you're not a light
0: beer guy. You like kind of the classic Budweiser yeah, yeah, Coors yeah. Banquet type I, thing. Yeah, Coors
2: Banquet. Hams. I'll drink PBR and hams and all that stuff. But uh...
0: Where is... I can't find it that way.
2: But, you know, the, the one nice part about being a musician is you get to play a lot of places where they give you beer. And then yeah. I, I tend to be a little more picky at those places. I don't know. Of the the local Charleston, I like Palmetto a lot.
0: Uh, That's a, that was my next question. I was, I was leading into sure, it. Was, sure, Do you have a favorite uh, brewery around here in town, the Low Country? But...
2: I really like Palmetto. Palmetto. I like Westbrook a whole lot.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, man, I'm going to forget something. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. Rusty nice. Bowl is really good. My wife is huge on Edmonds She loves the Sours.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, they're probably yeah. one of the best guys to go to for Sours Oh, locally, that's... Like, sure. When
2: you say Sour, that's probably the first place to go is Edmonds Yeah. Um,
0: and, and Revelry. The, the, they yeah. have a, a side brewery called The Hold, right. which is their sour right. brewing company. And yeah. they're fantastic as well.
2: The, the, the nice thing about Charleston, there's so many breweries here, and everybody has at least one good beer.
0: Yeah. I mean... Even if
2: it's you're going and you're just getting a lawn mowing beer lager. you know it's everybody's got a good beer,
0: right? It's, and the loggers are making a huge comeback right for now. For sure,
2: yeah, for sure. I'm not. I don't know about the spike seltzer thing that's starting to get big here. No. I don't.
0: I'm not not that, feeling that. Yeah, that should not be in the beer industry whatsoever. That should be a totally no. separate yeah. seltzer yeah. <laughs> industry. Right, type thing, right. But. There's,
2: and there's some <clears> places <throat> that's kind of taken over.
0: It is. Yeah. And it won't take over at homegrown. I'll tell you that right it's now. Well but. Good. But, um, yeah, I like Palmetto. I Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into what I like. These people know what I like. There's a lot of breweries in town. I think we're up to, I don't even know what the number is now, 33 or 34 breweries here in the Lowcountry, and uh, Reverie is a fantastic one. Like I said, if you want Sour's, Mm -hmm. Edmonds-O's, The Hold, um, I don't know. How, How many places have you played? Brewery wise. I know you said Palmetto already, but
2: I played Palmetto, I played Rusty Bull. I played Wide Awake here in Somerville. Oh, nice. Um I'm forgetting uh, a lot of places. Yeah. It's I'm there's some places I'm trying to get into. Uh I'm kind of I'm still kind of new on the scene. There's a lot of people that have made a much bigger name than me here. I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I'm trying to rub shoulders with them.
0: Yeah, for sure. So
2: Next year I hope to be in a lot more of these places.
0: Right, and you said you've got one CD out? Yes. And that was a while ago.
2: Yeah, two years ago. It's I feel like I need to be doing something new. So,
0: Do you have something in mind? I mean, do you have a, a set list already set for another EP or an yeah, LP or yeah. something? Or?
2: I've, I've actually got, I want to do two EPs in the upcoming year. I've got um, about five original tunes. And then my buddy, Matt, that I was talking about, he writes so many songs, and he's always in love with his newest songs. This is the guy you said that has like yes. 200 Yeah, whatever. Okay. He's always in love with his newest songs, and he'll just he'll just keep writing and writing and writing, and he always sends me demos, and there is about five songs. Well, there's way more than five, but there's five I've chosen that have gone unrecorded, so I'm actually going to do an EP of my buddy's songs. Okay. Just to get them out there to the world.
0: Nice. So, yeah, and he's approved that. I mean, he's, yeah, like, he's yeah, not going to sue you or anything. No, nah, he's or, good
2: with it. There's actually a song he's written that is on the album I put out. So, Okay. yeah, he's good with it. Yeah.
0: So how does it work? Like if you're going to put out an EP and you want to cover somebody's song, how does that work? How do you go about covering? Like, like say you wanted to do, not Wagon Wheel, but sure. uh, a Tom Waits song yeah. or whatever. You want to put on your album and yeah. do your own spin on it. How does that go about How do you do that?
2: There is a... You, you basically have to pay a certain percentage royalty for every physical copy you produce. Okay. And then there's a certain percentage. It's a different amount royalty for every streaming thing. But there's basically a company you can go through and, like, you can tell them, I'm going to make 500 CDs. And they'll say, well, you know, that's 15 cents per CD. And you owe us this much. Go ahead.
0: So it's basically just money.
2: Yeah, it's money. Yeah, It's money. Yep.
0: So nobody really, really cares, unless you, as yeah. long as you're yeah. paying for it, and, and you can do whatever you want to the do. The
2: deal I have with my buddy uh, is I made this, this record, and he's like, just put it on the record. But uh, there's two parts to everything. There's also the publishing side. So with my streaming royalties that are out there, I make, like, Fractions of fractions of that. Yeah, movie.
0: that's what I hear from yeah. everybody yeah, on Spotify yeah, and Podbean yeah. and all these places. Yeah. And
2: for him having written that like tiny little sliver of a fraction, he'll get a tiny little sliver of that fraction. So, yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't stack too well.
0: <laughs> right. So you are on uh, uh, streaming services. Yeah, yeah.
2: All the Spotify's and the Apple Music's and Google and Amazon.
0: and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So just, just type in Eric Barnett and they'll find you. They'll Is find, there any other person out there? Oh, Eric Barnett. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah that's uh, the excuse there's me. There's another Eric Barnett that made Tricky like beer. reggae in the '60s. You'll you'll get a lot of him. Okay. Unfortunately, I'm not getting any of his money. I might but like that guy, actually. You might, you might. But yeah, that's we're, we're the main ones. I'm second place behind '60s reggae Eric Barnett.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's a good spot to be, I guess. Sure,
2: yeah. <laughs> On YouTube, there's a there's some wrestler named Eric Barnett. Oh, and there's a there's a really good guitar player in California, way better guitar player than me, but he doesn't. He's not putting out albums under his own name, so we're good there.
0: Okay. Well, speaking of YouTube, so you can go out to YouTube and you can see you actually perform yeah. some stuff. Do you have yes. some videos? I do. Yes. Produce stuff, self produced, or do you have studio stuff or what?
2: Uh, I self produce all my stuff, so. You know, when I went to college for the music recording and also website design, it, I I kind of wanted to just learn to do all that stuff so I could produce my own music. Okay. Uh, I'm really... I just don't want other people touching my stuff. And I don't want to pay anybody else. Yeah, so. as I was about to say, yeah, yeah you got to give
0: give up a little bit yeah. to do that. So, yeah, if you know how to do it all yourself, so, why, yeah.
2: why bother? So here in the upcoming year, I want to do a lot more with YouTube. And that's, that's kind of where we're headed. I mean, you can... I can I can make money traveling around Charleston playing music, but nobody outside of Charleston's going to hear about me. So, YouTube's the way to do it, really. I mean, if you want anybody outside of your market to hear about you, you got to have a you got to have an online presence.
0: Sure. So, speaking about let's let's go into that for a second and then we'll we'll kind of wrap this thing up. I okay. think and do some music maybe. Hopefully, you brought yeah. your guitar in, so yeah. hopefully we'll do a couple of tunes, but um, so you do stuff here locally in the Low Country at the moment. Are you traveling up and down? You do any regional stuff, international stuff, national? Anything else outside of Charleston area, um, Low about, Country? About twice a year, twice three times a year, I go back to Ohio, and I have about three four
2: places I always play when I go up there. I have a there's a place that was a kind of a tap room where in my hometown that they opened right before I left. Yeah. So, you know, my home my home opened right before I left home. Yeah. But every time I go back there, I always play there. They just became a brewery, which I'm really excited about, going up there and checking out their stuff. Nice. Um, so, yeah, about two, three times a year, I go back and play a handful of shows in Ohio. And just recently, I went down to New Orleans over Thanksgiving, and I played, on the way, I played in Apalachicola, Florida, and I played a little gig in New Orleans, and apalachicola florida is there on the gulf coast mm-hmm. and they call it the forgotten coast because they get slammed by hurricanes and it used to be really big tourist industry and then they got slammed by the last couple hurricanes pretty badly and the tourist kind of just said no, we'll go somewhere else and it, it they kind of feel forgotten yeah but when i played there i loved it so the reception when i played there was so great uh they're kind of starving for musicians to come down there. So what was it
0: was kind of a restaurant type thing or a bar. Uh, or? It was a
2: bar. I played yeah. in a bar called Bowery station, which unfortunately they're changing owners at the first of the year, but he gave me a lot of contact information of other places around the area. And I kind of went different places around the area too. And I kind of, I kind of like that forgotten coast quite a bit. So in March I'm doing a two week tour down there.
0: Uh, Cool.
2: I have a, they call it an anchor gig. I have an anchor gig in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm playing a, a songwriter festival. So on the way there and on the way back, I'm going through that Forgotten Coast and playing gigs, and I'm going to be shooting a lot of videos. And, Very nice. Yeah.
0: It's exciting. Yeah, it'll be,
2: I, I'm trying to you kind of a wife with you? a little. No, actually, uh, <laughs> no. she can't get off work.
0: No? So Forgotten um, Wife, Forgotten Coast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of those
2: two weeks, my buddy Matt's going to be joining me. So he's going to... The Ohio guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to fly down. I don't know if it's the first week or the second, but we're going to live out of a car for a couple weeks. I'm going to sleep in a tent and do all that stuff.
0: Awesome. Yeah. The classic uh, classic singer-songwriter guy. Oh, yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. That's exciting, really. Oh, I'm very excited about it. I'm working on booking it right now. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully you get some good, uh, like you said, YouTube videos out of it, maybe some... Sure. Uh, some songwriting on the road, maybe a yeah. couple of songs come out of it, and you put it on the EPs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you when you talk about doing a couple EPs in the next coming year, you talk about doing uh, you know hard CD type stuff, or are you doing I all think, streaming. I think
2: the CD of my own songs. I think I might make a hard copy. I might just do kind of a short run.
0: Yeah.
2: I think the one of my buddies. I think I'm just going to do streaming only. And and honestly, I mean. I'll sell CDs at gigs. That's where CDs get bought. Nobody right. is placing an online order for a CD from no. me. Uh, and it's heard mostly streaming, but a lot of the time if somebody is at is at a gig and they like you, they'll buy a CD cuz they want something to remember you by. Right. So I am going to make CDs of it, but
0: yeah, a lot. Of, so most I, of it's singles right now, right? I mean, people were buying yeah. singles, maybe 99 cents a dollar or something like that for a single or I don't even know if anybody, nobody's doing that anymore,
2: anything online anymore. I yeah. think it's all, you. why buy what you can get for free? I True. mean, anybody who's buying a CD from you, unless they're, you know, I mean,
0: some people still like to support sure. the artist. Yeah. But, but that's,
2: and that's why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, and if, if. Somebody comes to your show and you have a CD and you can sign up for them and they can sit it and say, "Hey, that the, that was really cool. I met him. Right. But they're probably taking that CD home and then just listening to it on Apple Music like everybody else. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I got one more question for you. Sure. And then uh, we're going to pause for the cause and we'll we'll set up and do some a couple songs I uh-huh. guess or have any songs you want to do. But. Sure. So the beard. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the beard. Have talk. you always had a beard? Did you did you what made you want a beard? I guess I don't know. Well, I'm just interested in beards. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Uh, so when I worked at the factory, it was a food factory.
0: Okay, so you've had it
2: for a while. So if you had a beard at the factory, you had to wear a beard net. You yeah. had to wear hair nets too. Horrible. And a beard net, and the beard net sucked.
0: It looks I, horrible. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it feels terrible. So I would have a shorter. I'd have a shorter beard, and I had a beard most of the time there. And when we first moved here, my wife's like, you got to go to job interviews, you know, you got to be clean shaven. Well, I'm kind of a pudgy guy, you know. So the beard, there's a lot of chins going on underneath this beard. It's right, hiding. Right. And then I kind of lost my hair at a young age. So it, it kind of balances things out to have the beard. And lately, it's, it's kind of getting longer. And I'm actually trying to grow it up a little bit. You can see it's a little fuzzy. Yeah. So it's it it's part of the you know it's part of the look too. It's a yeah. folk musician got a beard and it's pretty distinctive. I get I get mistaken for Chris Boone occasionally. Oh, I can see a, that. Yeah. He has a fantastic beard. I take it as a compliment.
0: Yeah, I mean his but, is probably oh yeah he, almost double yours, yeah, right? I mean it's, it's pretty a big. Great beard. Yeah,
2: but I'm not trying to hone in on his beard territory. Nothing but respect. Right. But yeah, it's it's a. I like it. Okay, uh,
0: and the wife likes it.
2: She likes it. She's she likes it when it's not so quite so crazy, but yeah, yeah. she likes it too.
0: All right. Well, on that note, we're going to pause for yeah. a pause. we We're going to sit up and do a couple tunes here, so yeah. we'll be right back in a in a few moments, guys. I'll sing a couple lyrics real quick.
1: I am that noble oak And that mighty pine, and that evening sky, and the stars
0: that shine. All right, so after the potty break, we are back with Eric Barnett. He's going to play a couple of his uh, original tunes, right? No covers. Yep. Original stuff. So, uh, we'll do a couple tunes. Sure. What's, the, what's the first thing we're going to hear here?
2: This is a song, uh, this is called I Am. This is a song I wrote for a buddy of mine. Uh, he passed away just over eight years ago. All
0: right, I think you played this yeah. the other night, right? Saturday night? Yep. Yeah.
2: He was 29 years old, and uh, whenever I think of him, he was like the funniest dude, the nicest guy, and it always warms my heart every time I think about him. I'm not a particularly religious guy at all. But I do think that people can still exist, you know, in the memories that they leave behind. And this is just thinking about that. Awesome.
0: Well, let's do it. What's it called again? I'm sorry.
1: It's called I Am. I Am. I Am That noble Oak. I am that mighty pine I am that evening sky And the stars that shine I am that twisted stream I am those fallen leaves I am the sunlight through your window And that summer breeze With my wheel Set to spin My song in the wind I'll be back again I am those rolling plains I am those fields of grain I am that barren wall The picture in the frame I am that endless road I am your will to roam I'm taking you away Bringing you back home With my wheel Set to spin My song in the wind I'll be back again I tried to stick around I couldn't make it long Well I tried to be the singer But I ended up the song With my wheel Set to spin My song in the wind
0: Man, so man, kind of touching really, but okay. so what's your process for writing something like that? Um, I mean, do you start off with just the the lyric or do you have a, a, a tune in mind on the guitar? I mean, it's a different for every song, I guess, but it's a little bit different for every song. Um, I am
2: horribly slow at writing lyrics. Uh, I will write something and I said, This sounds a little too uh, woke up, got out of bed, kind of, you know, it's, if it sounds normal, I'll toss it out. I don't let much pass the goalie. That's why I'm so slow at writing songs. That song, actually, it didn't start out being about my buddy. Uh, it started out looking around myself and seeing these things in nature and kind of feeling a connection with it. And the, the deeper I got into it, and the more I thought about, you know, having a connection with the things you leave behind and everything by the time it was done it was like this was about my buddy the whole time so yeah. uh sometime uh, some other songs maybe i have a thing to say or a story to tell and it'll it'll come that way but a lot of the times the songs kind of sneak up on me you know it's yeah. i don't i don't sit out of the gate planning on doing something and then a line hits me kind of funny and then before you know it it's a song so.
0: right so, before we get into the next one so, sure. so just kind of expand on that so the process, I mean do you sit in the car and all of a sudden something comes up and you you pull out your voice notes on your phone you you jot some stuff yeah. down or yeah. do I have you a type little, it in yeah. or,
2: I have a lot of stuff on my phone that's going to be songs uh, most of the songs off that first record I made came out of a piece of paper I pulled out of my pocket while I was at that factory and I just jotted down on that piece of paper and by the time I got home, it'd be a song. So, right. Yeah, it's a lot, a surprising amount of songs are written without a guitar in my hands.
0: Okay. And then... Because a lot of people do it reverse, right? I mean, they write the, the, the tune first and then yeah, they put a lyric to yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Sometimes I'll do that. I have. I wish I could do that more because I have about 10 songs that I really like playing that I have no lyrics for, but... But that's okay too, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: would you ever just put out something that's just instrumental? yeah
2: uh, I don't know if they're quite uh engaging enough to do that okay uh i i definitely hear where lyrics could be but i don't know I, I don't want to if i ever try to sit down and force a song i don't feel like it would be i don't want to have a song just to have a song i right, want to right. have it mean a thing
0: so one more question before you get on to sure. the next tune so have you ever written um any of your songs, has it ever been a collaboration? I mean, do you ever write an uh, instrumental and somebody else puts the lyrics to it, or vice versa? Uh,
2: the one song I, the, actually the couple of songs I wrote with my buddy Matt, we kind of bounce stuff off of each other. Okay. But uh, a lot of the time, I, I have another buddy named Tim that I've written about three songs while Tim was in the room. And the way that would work is I would start writing it and then he'd have a suggestion I would ignore and then it would make me come up with a different thing but i can, i should really give him credit for helping right he spurred the the, yeah, the, the the information it, it was him. in ignoring his input that i found the, the thing i wanted to do and that's yeah. not, not the that, inspiration not
0: the information yeah. but yeah
2: yeah and it's not that his thing was i don't know my I, my buddy tim has a very good instinct for pulling the right kind of stuff out of me so okay. that's another guy i kind of collaborate with occasionally
0: Okay, and I said one more question, but I got one more question. Sure. So, has your wife ever wit- written any lyrics for you? No.
2: No. No, I, I, but she is probably the first, between her and Matt, she's the first person that
0: hears yeah. the songs I write
2: for right. most part, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. All right, okay. well, what you got next, buddy? I'm going to
2: angle this thing slightly up because I strum on this one.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I'll I'll move it a little bit if I see if the levels too high or whatever. But Does
1: that sound all right.
0: Looks good to me. And you're using a pick this time. So yeah. the last one you didn't. Right. So what's your preference? Do you have a mix of both? It kind of depends on I'm the asking song. Asking a lot more questions than I oh, said. No just one. Oh, worries at but... all, man. <laughs> uh,
2: it kind of depends on the song. uh I like playing that finger stuff. Because it's it's kind of one of those things that takes a while to learn. And once you learn yeah. it, you're proud of it, so you play it more. Yeah. But it's sort of it depends on the delivery of the tune as well. Uh, this is one I wrote with a pick, so I use a pick on it. But
1: okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, remember when I said that a lot of people write songs about, like, I went down to the railroad tracks and...
0: Yeah, the country tunes Yeah, yeah, yeah Lost my girl, my dog died Yeah, Yeah.
2: I was was thinking about those things And how I lived a very sheltered life in a small town Where there was kind of nothing to do And so I started making a list of all the things I haven't done And that's what this song is I actually call it Country Resume Because I lay out my resume for my country songs Okay So that is this one
1: Never worked in a cold night Never thumbed my way Across a state line Never sat alone Cried into my beer So how can I tell you What you want to hear I've never been in a bar Never shot a man just to watch him die I can't say I've felt the devil drawing near. So how can I tell you what you want to hear? But I've slept in my car And I've closed down my fair share of bars been laid off and let down Cheated on and pushed around I've had my share of heartbreak But not more than I could take I've never rode in a boxcar Never paid my rent by playing my guitar Never been the kind to live my life in fear. So, how can I tell you what you want to hear? Now I'm down to my last dime. So, I'll take it home one piece at a time. Been put down and put out had my worries and my doubts I've had my share of heartbreak
0: but that don't
1: always make for a good song
0: that's awesome it's it's kind of like a parody of of country songs right? yeah 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 Yeah. I love it thank you it's very cool those are fantastic songs well thank you man I appreciate it and either one of those on the the EP, that, Both of them. the album yeah. that you had before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can find that on, like you said, Spotify, Spotify and Apple and, iTunes, yep. all that kind of good stuff. Yes, sir. Very awesome. And I've got you down here. Uh, what are we in December? So I've got you down here playing uh, January thirtieth. Yes. At Homegrown Brew House. And then I think that's it, right? No, I got you February twenty seventh, actually. Yep. In, uh, at Homegrown Brew House as well. So, anything else you want to promote? Uh, Any, anywhere else you're playing? Cool. I mean, this is going to come out next Wednesday. So, anything after that? If you go to my website,
2: ericbarnettmusic.com, it has all the shows. And like me on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. Sure. And if you can't remember ericbarnettmusic.com, go to KaratePizza. <laughs> What's karate.
0: pizza? Just go to Karate.Pizza. It works. I'm going to check it out yeah. for sure. And I usually <laughs> have a pen up here. Yeah. And I write down everything in my book. I haven't written down a thing yeah. because I can't find a pen. Sure. So sure. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this whole show in its entirety yeah. and write down notes and stuff. But yeah. So... Man, it's been so awesome having you here, man. I appreciate oh. I'm glad you made it without any other further mishaps. Yeah, yeah. We'll you see know, if I can get, get home, home all right.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, be safe. I heard home. they put out the bumpers like in bowling. I can make it home. We'll yeah. Get
0: it. <laughs> and you're going down 61 on your way back? No. No. <laughs> no there's a lot of deers this time right of night. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. go down 61 yeah. this time. Of night. well Eric I appreciate you coming in man right, it's been you. fantastic Fine. I had a great time yeah, the same. music is great and um, I can't wait to do it again I hope you come back yeah thank you for having me appreciate it man and to all you guys out there and YouTube land whatever podcast land we'll talk to you soon guys alright thanks Eric